that has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives. Stronger hurricanes off the Atlantic and Gulf coasts of the United States have made coastal cities more difficult places in which to live. Less alarmingly, increasingly warm summers have been a boon to the world's wine drinkers. Grapes are coming off the vine riper and richer, and with the melting of the Arctic, shippers have begun to consider using polar routes to cut thousands of miles off their trips. So far, much of the discussion about climate change has focused on the distant catastrophic effects of a superheated world, cities deep underwater, frozen continents, the collapse of agricultural regions. But what I found was that even a modest amount of global warming, of the kind we can expect to experience in the next few decades, will be enough to set off dramatic shifts. Changes already underway point to impacts that range from the subtle and sometimes benign to the horrific and potentially catastrophic. In the following chapters, I describe how disruptions in agricultural production can spark fighting, how the risk of fiercer natural disasters can upend coastal living, and how environmental refugees will raise the stakes in the immigration debate. I discuss how diseases will spread and become harder to contain, examine how the changing agricultural landscape will push farmers to adapt, explore how melting ice and failing rains threaten to redraw political boundaries, and look at the ways delicate regions risk slipping into catastrophe. We are already remaking, and will continue to remake, the globe's environment. Yet we don't have to guess at the consequences of a warming world. Its impacts lie just around the corner. The future of our planet can be found now on the frontiers of climate change. Chapter 1 Things Will Break Loose from the Hands of the Wise Men Darfur, Scarcity, and Conflict in 1985, with the Darfur region of Sudan deep in drought, a doctoral candidate named Alex Deval met with a bedridden and nearly blind Arab sheikh named Hilal Abdallah. The elderly nomad and his tribesmen had pitched their camp across an unforgiving wasteland of rock and sand. Broad black tents rose like sails against the rough horizon. Thorn trees broke ground at lonesome intervals, sparse grazing for the tribe's camels. The student was long-limbed and gangly, bent forward with the eagerness of youth. The sheik, tall, stately, stooped by age, asked him in. His tent was hung with the paraphernalia of a lifetime's nomadism. Water jars, saddles, spears, swords, leather bags, and an old rifle, Duval recalled years later. He invited me to sit opposite him on a fine Persian rug, summoned his retainer to serve sweet tea on a silver platter, and told me the world was coming to an end. They dined on goat and rice and ate with their hands. Duval was studying indigenous reactions to the dryness that gripped the region. The elderly nomad described things he had never seen before. Sand blew over fertile lands. The rare rain washed away alluvial soil. Farmers who had once hosted his tribe and his camels were now blocking their migration. The land could no longer support herder and planter both. 
Many of the sheik's tribesmen had lost their stock and scratched at millet farming, relegated to sandy soil between plots of fertile land. With his stick, the nomad sketched a grid in the sand, a chessboard Duval understood to be the moral geography of the region. The farmers tended to their crops in the black squares, and the sheik's people stuck to the white, cutting without conflict like chessboard bishops through the fields. The drought had changed all that. The God-given order was broken, the sheik said, and he feared the future. The way the world was set up since time immemorial was being disturbed, recalled Duval, now a program director at the Social Science Research Council. And it was bewildering, depressing, and the consequences were terrible. Nearly twenty years later, when a new scourge swept across Darfur,